time to rejoin the conversation. Okay, and we are back, and here we go. Party politics. So, a nice home, a nice car, fine clothes, a good job, good school, a pretty wife or a handsome husband, 2.5 kids, a dog, and a white picket fence. Some may say that this sounds like the American dream, but is it the American dream now? Whose dream was it to begin with? Uh, and whose dream is it now? You know, that at the beginning of this, you know, podcast, I read an excerpt from the Statue of Liberty, you know, give give me your tired, your poor, your other masses. You know, and it also makes me think about, you know, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Uh, and, and then, of course, in this this particular political time, you know, we're having so much debate over the the dreamers. So that makes me really think about the American dream. You know, what is it, and and whose is it? Does it belong to everybody? Uh, because that's kind of how we were taught that it was, you know, that it belonged in and everybody. But it seems as if these days, if it's if it hasn't been hijacked, is definitely being veered. I, I think <laughs> in another. combining two things like the well, I nice am. car, fine clothes. That's like keeping up with the Joneses type thing. Well, I think at the one American point people dream. thought that was the American dream, like to have these things was the dream. And I'm like, but is it? Was but, it? Who? But the American dream is being able to make money and have a good life and. <clears throat> But that doesn't necessarily, that isn't the definition of everybody's good life. I, 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 got, I got something I'd like to bring up here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a simpler thing. Because I think anybody can achieve the American dream, and they may not be by getting rich, and it may be finding their place in life. So basically, you know, I think you just need, really, we just want some essential things. Food, shelter, meaningful work, companionship. Freedom, forgiveness, acceptance, and love. Those are a lot of things right there. And that's where the American dream is because we can have a lot of these things. And if you can find those things in your life, and I even add faith for some, it helps bring a lot of these things by and to be able to help your fellow man or woman. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to find your place in life. You have to find your niche. You have to find your place that makes you happy. And I, and I think that in America, you can find those things as long as you keep yourself focused on what your goal or your place in life will be. And there's a lot of countries that it's very difficult to find any of those things in a lot of ways. So besides love, you can always find love anywhere. People are going to love each other even in the worst circumstances. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I think our country is getting better. Our economy does make a difference. When the economy's better, unemployment goes down. We have better things happening to people where they have a chance to get out. Now, raise, wages have to come up, and they have to find a better way to live. And there's a lot of problems that we have. We're always going to have warts in America. America's full of its warts, but it's also full of its successes. You look like you got something to say. Uh, I was just thinking through this list. First of all, I think that's an awesome list, uh, Big Dave. Like those, those are things uh, that I think everybody, no matter where you are, want. Um, as far as this list, the nice home, nice car, uh, etc. I think those things are just indicators of the wealth 
right? If you have wealth, you could get those things. Um, and maybe the American dream is having the option to get those things, um, whether that's what you want or not, uh, or reducing the barriers to be able to get there as early in life as possible. I can agree with that. I mean, I, I, I think I think I think it's all all true. You know, you know, really, what I'm saying, like with this list of things, is you know, just the kind of outward manifestations of the list that you gave. You know, it's if you've got. You know the, the 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 love and the acceptance and the happiness and the, a lot of the times, I think a lot of Americans would view those and and all of these are relative. You know, we're not necessarily saying you're in the greatest neighborhood in the world and you're you know, but you know you can be you know working in a coal mine and feel as if you've achieved the American dream because you're able to provide what you consider, you know, a, a nice home and a nice car and, you know, you know, but, you know, uh, you know, Oprah may not think that that Toyota Corolla is that nice because, <laughs> you know, she's in a different tax bracket, but, but, the, but I think everybody's, you know, everybody's American dream I think it's to scale to kind of what feels good and comfortable for you and and your family. And we all want better. Like no matter where you are, you want you want better. But you know, I do think that uh, you know, I've been just kind of wrestling with the whole concept of the American dream because of all of the things that have been going on the past, you know, year or two and, you know, in our, uh, in our kind of discourse and, you know, and, you know, and it makes me wonder, you know, I guess first, first question to tackle is, you know, is what is the American dream? You know, what, what, is there a unified answer that we kind of can say, all right, this this looks and sounds like the American dream, at least at this table. You know, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of the list. Uh, all respect to to the list, um, and those are nice things. I I just feel like I've never met anyone who goes ah adequate shelter. I feel really good now. I mean, really living the dream now. You know, I, that's not America at all to me. I mean, I think America is exactly what you said. It's the opportunity to always do and be better. Similar, that, that's it. And, you know, I don't care if you want a house, don't want a house, whatever you want to do in life. Maybe you don't want to love. Who cares? You know, uh, it's just literally whatever you want that you think makes your life uh, better. And you have the opportunity to go out and try to get it. You know, you don't have that opportunity a lot in a lot of other places. So that makes America a little bit unique. Um, and it's something we should be grateful for. But uh, it's not... It's not setting a bunch of minimums and seeing if we can get past the minimums. It's striving for the maximum, uh, and that's that's an infinitely different thing to me. Yeah. So, and honestly, the one I'm super curious to hear about is from you, Adrian, because you literally deal with this every day, you know, and with your with your group and everything. I wonder what what those kids are thinking. Yeah, uh, and that's that's truly that's honestly it. It's to take kids from one state where there's minimum and to show them there's an opportunity to do things way beyond what your circumstances are. And I completely agree with what Chris said. It's, it's taking yourself and pushing yourself beyond, the, beyond your own limited potential and go to your maximum potential. And so whatever that, that means for you, if it's owning your own business, if it's you know, getting married and falling in love and having kids, if it's you know, yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, if that's what your thing is, then that's what your thing is. Yeah, so. it's like, it's like, yeah I, I, I think with that, uh, <coughs> not to cut you off if you were to finish up in, Brian, but I think with that, we may have at least a baseline for what a definition of the American dream is. So that brings me to the next question is, so if that's the baseline, is that the, the real baseline? Is that, is that everybody's American dream? 
is that or is uh, or would some or would other people consider the American dream something different or or maybe that's what the American dream was and it's not that anymore no I, I, I don't think that if, if we're willing to define the American dream as the opportunity to do and be your best and just have the opportunity. It's not a guarantee of success. It's a matter of you have the opportunity to do whatever you want with it. That will always be the American dream to me. And I'm going to go back to something Jackie said, because I agree with you a little bit. It's tough to integrate what I think are two very different concepts here. When you have Martin Luther King on the one hand, who's talking about people who are already here and trying to remove obstacles that prevent them from opportunities. That's one. And then the Statue of Liberty something completely different. There's a reason it's outside of Ellis Island. You know, it's because it is the largest immigration center in the United States where people from all over the world come to try to get into this country and have that opportunity for themselves. Those are two very different issues to me. Yeah. Um, and it's tough to mix them together. And as a fan of No Borders, I wish we didn't even have that. So I'm a fan of everybody coming over. But uh, I can see why people would want to separate those things out. And I know we have the DACA stuff coming up. If we're going to have borders and you have the tough thing of immigration, that's a world different, especially when it comes to illegal immigration versus making the lives of Americans better and, and that kind of stuff. I don't know. That's where it starts to become a, a gray area, I think, for a lot of people. Well, you know? I, I think if you go all the way back to colonization, the whole point of people coming to America was to, you know, escape persecution and living free and being able to pursue what you wanted to pursue. Now, unfortunately, people were involved and people can be greedy and because they're getting what they want and they want more of what they want. So that's a whole nother conversation. But really, that is, it's to come here or be here and to pursue what makes you happy. Well, that, that's a world difference, man. And I just want to jump on this real quick, and then I'll be quiet for a long time. But I think there's an, <laughs> there's an enormous difference from somebody going, I need to get the hell out of a bad situation, versus what I think America has always symbolized, which is, no, we're just a, not, we're a promise of a better life. We're an option of a better life. Yeah, there are two different motivations for like, going. You, I think, But I, most people that come here are coming here because they are escaping something no, else. No, not at all. In fact, a lot of people just want something better. Yes. You know, And I think that okay. that's... So That's that an means enormous difference. You guys are trying to be too literal with it. When you're when I say escaping something else, I'm saying I can't make money here. I can't be happy here. I need to get out of this place, so I'm gonna go here where everybody seems to be happy and where they can pursue what they want to pursue. I understand the point and it's not just a semantic difference to me. There's one that is rooted in the negative and one that's rooted in the very positive. And I choose to see at least the the symbolic nature of this country as being a very positive, you know, Lady Liberty beacon that says, make yourself better. Come to a, a land of, of unlimited opportunities and dreams. That's very different than, when, hey, why don't you get out of your crap hole that you're in and come over here and maybe you can get by. You know, it's not going to be as bad as your country. That, that's completely I different. Saying the same thing, it's, it's, a, it's a world different. There's a huge chasm between not bad and good. They're very separate concepts. I didn't today. say anything about about them coming here because it's not a, it's not as bad. I said they can you said come they're escaping. here. They're escaping something that's bad in their homeland. That that to me isn't why I want necessarily okay, people to I'm come here. I want them to come here for the greatest life possible. I think what Chris is trying to say is that if, if you want to come here to America, that's great. We want you to come here and be part of America, to be productive in America, to have success, your own success in America. Again, we're saying the same thing. A little, it's, a little different. different. It is a little different. And right. I, I agree with, I have to kind of agree with Chris on this. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have anything to, I'm, I don't have anything to debate you about because I'm telling you we're saying the same thing. You're not hearing it the same way and maybe I'm not saying it right. But I'm saying the same thing you are. So. But in America, you know, the podcast knows, and I've talked about this before, I was a homeless drug addict on the streets of New Orleans. And I've, I've crawled myself out of that to become a successful businessman. That's a long crawl, I can promise you. But it's, the ladder is there in America that where you can 
do that. You don't have to depend on the government to do it. You can do it yourself, and it's it's not an easy thing. America will reward those who work hard and are willing to take chances and, and willing to get knocked down and fail and get back up and knock down and fail and get back up. Those are the things that will reward you. You, you can find your own success in different ways. And, and sometimes it's only maybe you make 30000 a year. But if you make 30000 a year and you can say, hey, I'm, I'm good with this and this is where I'm going to be, then that's great. If you make 100000 a year or 200000 a year, 300000 a year, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's all relevant to where you want to go and how you want to get there. Now, there are a lot of economical and social issues, education issues, transportation issues that create a lot of problems for a lot of people to achieve this dream. So, you know, we still have a long ways to go to be able to try to help most of our Americans to do it. And I think there's a, a, our government fails us in the ability to reach out and put more money into efforts to, to raise up people in bad economic situations and dependent upon the government to be able to go forward and find their own success without the government helping them along. Adrian will let you talk to these kids every day. What do they think are the biggest obstacles to uh, achieving what they would consider a dream? Uh, I was actually thinking of a kid I actually talked to over the weekend, and I knew him <clears throat> early on in high school, and um, you know when I was back in Georgia, and he actually uh, recently graduated from well, West Georgia back in, in, in Atlanta, and um, he was telling me that hey, I'm, I'm a manager of you know a restaurant now, and I was like, crap, dude, that's that's fantastic. But to know the circumstances in which he came from was, I mean, to go from one state to another, I think that's the American dream, the progression of right. gaining the maturity, gaining, gaining the knowledge, you surrounding yourself with people that, that motivate you in a way to want to pursue those things. I mean, to hear him go from, uh, man, you encouraged me to go from high school to college, from college to study abroad, to study abroad to where I was selected from this corporation to, to learn how to manage, you know, my own, my own restaurant to one day now I my, my goal in life is to eventually own and I was like those are those that to me is the American dream and you know things obviously in life are going to filter into that you know wife kids uh, you know even even more obstacles that, that he don't even know about that's going to come as an adult but to see that progression and see kids say you were right and even my son just turned 20 years old over the weekend to see him you know go from you know what we went through uh, as parents, as, as parents to him, to see, hey man, I'm, I'm working now. I got dreams. I got ambitions. That's the American dream. You 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 right. plant the seed, you you water it, and you eventually hope to harvest it right. at some right. point. Right. So, That's where you know mentors are a big part of what America is. There are a lot of examples around us. Mm. I I can look back on so many mentors, not in my family, and, and in business and in life, the people that have inspired me. You know, when we had the Boys Hope Breakfast, remember I had you guys over for that? Oh, yeah. What did yeah. I tell you? Every single yeah. one of you inspired me. Yes, you did. Yeah. You oh. know, and, and I watched these young, these young people become something in life that inspires me. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what America is, is that you can be inspired. You can be inspired to rise up uh, against unbelievable odds and, and even poverty to become unbelievably successful people. Well, what we can't get into is get to a point where we think the American dream is easy. And that's what was being easy. oversold now. It's you take a picture, you post it, and this you, is you live in the dream. You live in the dream. It, it's like, hard. It's, you got to work at it. Definition yeah. of the American dream. Uh, uh, if, if you have you found, didn't look it up. I did not look it up. I wanted us to discuss it, but I knew somebody <laughs> would Google it. Jack, Jackie's a pro at it. Oh, she's a pro at Google. Didn't it says the American dream is a is a national ethos of the United States, a set of ideals, democracy, rights, liberty, opportunity, and equality, in which freedom includes the opportunity of prosperity and success, as well as an upward social mobility for the family and children achieved through hard work in a, in a society with few barriers. Um, you know what? Actually, wait. Oh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> 
life should be better, it's quote, life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement, regardless of social class or circumstances of birth. Which is why many immigrants, for many immigrants, the Statue of Liberty was their first view of the United States. It signifies new opportunities in life, and thus the statue is an iconic symbol of the American dream. It is also rooted in the Declaration of Independence, which proclaims that all men are created equal with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, I've always, that goes back to MLK. Yeah, I always thought that was an interesting phraseology to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It, 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 I, I, and, I, and maybe that's one of the things that's kind of made me a more chill and content human over, over the years because it does not say you have the right to happiness. But you damn sure have the right to pursue it. Yes, you do. You damn sure have the right to pursue it. Yes, you do. And I I think that's pretty special. As the millennial at the table, what do you think? Uh, I think that's brilliant phrasing because it's almost impossible to prove uh, wrong in most situations. They're not wrong, but uh, it's, it's... to well, say that that's not possible. Well, what, your, what is your definition of happiness? Uh, I don't know that I figured that out yet. <clears throat> I, I guess rhetorically, what it's yeah. It, the, yeah, everybody's definition person, could be a little yeah. bit different. You know, it's funny. We've been doing this. Uh, we've been doing this Bible study in this, from this book called, you know, uh, you know, how to be happy, and. Uh, but, you know, I think the first chapter really kind of spells it out as clearly as it could be in the book, because there's only four chapters. Um, the biggest thing is, there's, there, yeah, really. The biggest thing is, you know, there's a phrase in the Bible that this is, you know, that basically says nothing can make you happy. But if you really break that down, it's not nothing can make you happy. It's no thing can make you happy. There's no one thing that's going to give you the American dream. It is that hard work and that pursuit toward all the things that you, that you love. It's, you know, it's the relationships in your life. You know, it's, do you have, you know, food and shelter and, you know, all the other things that are just necessary for a, a, a comfortable life? Comfortable life. You know, but, uh, you know, you know, I used to think, you know, back in the day, you know, if I, uh, you know, if I had, you know, a record deal and millions of dollars, I would be happy. And, uh, but to tell you the truth, I don't know, I mean... I could definitely have uh, I can definitely have some fun with it, but I don't think that I can be a more happier uh, happier human being because I've got more money because I've got some pretty full relationships in my life and those you know those friendships uh, and and you know and and the love in my life <clears throat> really you know help me define my happiness and def- and define my dream you know it helps and, and not just define it refine it because I think as you get older like you may start off you know 18 years old and you know what the American dream is in your head but you know at at 44 you know that dream may look a little different not necessarily 100% different, but you've definitely refined it. And so now you're not trying to be, you know, you're trying to be a rock star with studs in your nose, but, you know, you find other things that surround that dream that fulfill you. And well, let's, let's go back to brain mass a little bit. He's a millennial. You're still, you're still in your 20s, right? I am. All right. For a little while longer. For a little while longer. A little bit. But it, 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 it is a point in your 20s where you haven't really, and I can go back to myself, you really, it's hard to gain enough wisdom in life to understand really where you are. I mean, I don't think a lot of that wisdom comes until your 30s. Um, you know, it's, it's, 
it's kind of like you almost have to get to a certain point in life. I always said, where you realize you don't know shit. And all of a sudden, you realize, hey, I don't know shit. I'm going to, now I, I can really start learning. Right. And, and, and you, you, you're approaching that time. Your maturity, uh, I've known you for a while now, is, is, is increasing. And you've made some job changes. You've got a beautiful woman in your life. And so you're starting to head towards that plane. And, and all of a sudden, it, these things start to become a realization to you of what is important in your life and what is, is makes you happy. I mean, you you dealt with your, your father's death. You're dealing with your mother having cancer. So you, you have issues in your life now that are, are, are difficult to deal with. And so you, you're learning to work through a lot of issues. But your happiness will come. And, and you will find out what that happiness is in you. But it is hard to define it at your age. It's very hard to define because you really don't have the time in life yet. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, as our knowledge increases, our ignorance kind of unfolds uh, because we start to understand what we don't know. Um, and just kind of, again, reading back through, I mean, I don't want to keep going back to the list, but just some of the things that kind of my initial thoughts, which I'm sure everyone here can shoot a bunch of holes through, but uh, I don't like to play the millennial card because I believe that hard work you know, helps you progress there. But I think a lot of the mindset of millennials is I want to hurry up and get there. And wherever there could be, let's let's just say it's a house. I want to hurry up and get a house, a home, and, you know, maybe start a family. And I think um, a lot of a lot of the like the path that has been taught is go to college to get there. And the cost of college has increased so much, which is why I think people should really look into community college whenever an option. Uh, or, 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 or skilled labor. Or skilled labor. Um, absolutely. But, you know, there for the longest time, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a thing that was pushed. It was always college. Correct. Uh, which was really expensive. And by the time, you know, you make, you make decisions that uh, weren't the best decision, right? We're too young to be signing tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes... Uh, Dozens and hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for college, and then by the time you get out, you already have a mortgage in debt without the house. It's, it's, it's too much added pressure, and you know you can't go back. There's no forgiveness for that in most cases. Uh, if you become a teacher, if you you might be able to get some sort of forgiveness program after five years of teaching in an, uh, in a lower um, economic place. But there's you know the mistake was made if it, if you count it as a mistake. But regardless, the whole goal may have been to get a house, right? Just, just as an example. And by the time you get, get to that point, you realize if I were to get a home that I wanted, I'm going to have to basically double my debt, which I cannot do. Because then I can't afford any kind of car to get me to and from work, or at least to build some sort of savings. So it kind of compounds. And I think we could get to a situation where we just have to accept this is this is the reality that we're in. And, and in a sense, we go into denial and say, you know what, I don't want a home. I want to rent. I want to rent for the next, next decade. And maybe that wasn't your dream before, but now it has to become your dream because so you know. It's become a reality. Because you know you can't get that home. Um, and Which gets me back to refining the dream sometimes. Like I said, it's not changing necessarily, but I, I do think uh, there comes a point where you do have to start refining the, the dreams, refining the goals, because it's not that you don't want to do these things. You don't. It's not that you don't want the house anymore, but you have to go, okay, I can't go from mom's house to my house. So I need to do something in the middle. And, but it's all part of a journey that, you know, to me is kind of, kind of the, I guess, birthright of the American dream is that journey. But I think that's the missing part of the message is it's always, well, if you go through college, you get out, you'll be able to get a home and all these things. But uh, millennials, for lack of, you know, people my age, I think uh, kind of expect 
right? The instant gratification to say, well, as soon as I do that, I can have what I've been working hard for and have it and now move on to the next thing. I, I honestly don't think it's just millennials. You got people older than you that think it's oh, going to yeah. happen just as fast sometimes. Yeah. Seriously. So we have to get a sense of, the, again, the American dream is having the right to pursue what you feel like the dream is. Uh, what you're talking about are a lot of just principles and, and some things that you've learned along the way. I screwed up a ton of money, you know, being young, but that's how the pursuit happens. So you learn from those mistakes and you grow from them and you, you still say, okay, I'm still aiming for that, but now I have to kind of, I have to go back and I kind of have to change my game plan a little bit. So that's just part of it. I mean, I, I mean, for Chris to be here and he has investments in several different businesses, it didn't come just because you were a graduate of, of, of a college. It, it came because you gained knowledge and you made mistakes. <laughs> okay, okay, I know you went. But, and, 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 but you gained knowledge, you made some mistakes, and it came from, well, you were in one state, and you realized, okay, this is not the state that I necessarily see myself in long term, but I want to progress to a different state. And so that's what we all hear. I mean, I don't think Dave is just satisfied with just his business sitting still. You still got to have business coming in. So, I mean, it doesn't stop just because you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to work. Right. And, you know, you finish one project and you just sit around waiting on the next. Now you got to put yourself out there continuously and you never stop growing. I mean, I don't care how old you are. If it went, the, the moment you say, I'm going to stop growing, I'm going to stop feeding myself as far as knowledge and- Crawl under a rock, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> you get ready to hang it up, you're done. So. so I, so I, I got, an, I, I got a, a, a twist on the question. Okay. So, uh, so as a black man, the concept of the American dream looks like what? <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah, see, I knew it would be a twist. Well, I, I mean, I think that it depends on what environment you're in as as, as a minority. And I mean, you got Hispanics that come are in, in certain uh, environments that are just as negative. And when you see a certain thing over and over and over again, that's usually the state that you stay in until you get exposed to something different. And that that's truly what happened with me. Which I, is why I passed the vision. Right. I got exposed to something different and then I had a no shit moment. Like, oh shit, this is what it could be like. Like my 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 back door told me the environment is constantly going to be this way, so this is what I'll just get used to. Right. And then I had a moment when somebody pulled me to the side, like come ride with me for a second, and I saw something different. And I was like, damn. So now I can I can pursue this. You just gotta have that moment, that joke, you gotta have that 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 aha moment. And right, right. exposing those and exposing more people to that, whether you're white, black, or whatever, yeah. you you get that sense. So, you know, whether you're poor white, poor black, rich, white, whatever, I mean you got you still got billionaires still seeking to make more money. Yeah. But at this point it's not necessarily about the money, it's about the pursuit of something bigger than they thought they could do or the challenge. Right. right. So that still is a part of the dream. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because because to me, that was, for me, that's what it was as well. Mm -hmm. It was being exposed to something different. Like my, my back yard, as you, as you say, was, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you know block we, you know, my grandparents lived on, which I spent the majority of my time. When I was growing up, that block was rough. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, that block was rough, those kids was rough, but those were the kids that I knew. But my mom, you know, was determined to, you know, put me in private school and, and, you know, and that private school was all the way downtown Chicago. So I really got a chance to see a different way of life, different pace of life, be around kids who were in different, you know, socioeconomic uh, situations than I was. Uh, but I think the... Um, you know, and I don't know if there are listeners out there in podcast land, but I remember um, I had two uh, black guys that went to school with me whose parents were super well off. And so I was like, oh, there are black people who live this way. Like, I mean, we didn't live bad, you know, like me, me personally, you know, I just, but the neighborhood I'm from would, 
would not inform me that way. That was someone else telling you what your American dream should be. Exactly. Yeah, so. But once I, re- you know, I got down and, you know, I got, in uh, fact, their names were uh, Jamal and Ferron. If you're out there in podcast land, what's happening? Uh, the fact that you guys went to uh, eighth grade graduation in, uh, in, in, you know, brand new, and uh, brand new Brooks Brothers suits. Uh, and I went to graduation and some stuff my mom pieced together from Marshalls. Uh, it let me know, oh, that's a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had a, had a, uh, uh, a Jewish classmate, his name was Lane, uh, oddly enough. Uh, and he, uh, you know, I remember. Uh, no, I'm sorry. His name wasn't Lane. His name was uh, actually I did have a Jewish classmate named Lane, but I had a, another mixed kid that uh, I was cool with. His name was Adrian, and uh, for eighth grade graduation, like his mom, his he was he was the reverse Cosby's. So his mom was a doctor. Dad was a judge. And uh, for eighth grade graduation, couldn't even do anything with it. He got a Porsche 911 as a graduation present. And he lived in the John Hancock building, downtown Chicago. So going over to his house and just sitting in his car, just sitting there, because he couldn't do anything with it. So we were just in the parking garage sitting in it. I was like, I can't believe this is your car. Like, and of course, me, not necessarily being the most trustful uh, kid in the world. I, you know, I had to ask. You know, he was like, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we know he's not gonna be able to do anything with it. And we got a good deal on it, you know, but, but just the fact that they were like, it was just not a thing to them. It really let me know there's more and it's okay for me to want it. Yeah. So just as a follow-up question, which I, I guess it's interesting to hear about the different experiences. Is it a case where growing up you were pessimistic about achieving an American dream or was it literally I just have never been exposed to what the dream possibly could be? A little bit of both. Yeah. You're taught rural South Georgia. You're taught white people hate you. Police hate you. White people hate you. So you got to stay within this zone. So don't get outside of that. Like to this day, I can talk to my grandmother and I'd be like, and I'll joke with her. I say, I'm going to put you on the plane and you're going to fly and see me. She is not getting on the plane. But when I was growing up and I was like, I'm going to get on the plane, I'm going to fly to the school just so I can have a college visit. Right. And then everybody was like, you're going to get on the plane? Don't do that shit. They crash. You're going to die. So it's, it's putting that fear in you of don't, don't just stay here. Don't, don't get, don't make yourself better in any kind of way, which they couldn't see beyond that because all they saw was what we saw every day, day in, day out. My graduation, the night before we graduated, me and some buddies got with, you know, a bunch of kids, and it was some white kids, Hispanic kids, and we were all at this big lake and there were these huge houses lining around <clears throat> the lake. And we were like, wow. And, and honestly, me and three of my best homeboys, we got together, we were in a huddle, and we were kind of hugging up, and we were like, we're graduating from high school tomorrow, and this is what we have to go to, go, go towards going forward. And those guys, all of them are very successful. One's an engineer, one worked for the Pentagon at one point, but we just kept that promise to ourselves. So it, it was just, you had people telling you, nah, you can't do that, they're not gonna let you do that. Who is they? They is you. So the only person that's going to keep me from doing or pursuing is myself. And the only thing that that holds on to happiness, I control my happiness. It's not necessarily a thing or money in the bank or a house that makes me happy. I make me happy. I can live in a shoebox. That's that's rock solid. Amen. Amen. That's rock solid. Amen. That and yeah and which is why I wanted to have this conversation. Hmm? You know because you know. The the things they're all good, you know. They're well, all well and good, and we all like things. Um, some people like things. I probably like things more more than I probably should. But they don't make me happy, you know. I, it, it 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 really has been 
my ability to open my mind and say, there's a thing I want. And I'm able to go after it. And because at the end of the day, I think you're, I, I, I never heard it said that way, but I think you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, they is you. They is that voice in the back of your head that, you know, probably, you know, sounds like, you know, a parent or a neighbor or a grandparent or whatever that actually really meant the best for you. But they, I remember this analogy, uh, 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 Pastor T.D. Jakes, I remember him, him talking about you have uh, turtles and giraffes. And uh, turtles and giraffes. Yeah. Now, turtles and giraffes, they tend to actually live in the same uh, geographic areas. Um, but here's the thing with turtles and giraffes if you're a giraffe and you spend all your time with turtles, you spend all your time looking down and the turtles can be trying to give you the best advice possible but they can only see a couple of feet in front of them but a giraffe you're built to see above the trees you're built to see for a mile so if you don't surround yourself with other giraffes that can also see the vision that you see eventually You'll, you'll keel over and die because giraffes aren't made to hold their head down that long. You know, they always talk about, uh, you know, it's, it's they're, they're physically built differently. You know, they're built for their hearts to pump more blood up that long neck to that head so that they can eat from tops of trees and, and, and look for a mile. And, that's, and, and, there, and there's nothing wrong with a turtle. But you can't be completely surrounded by people that can't see what you can see if you ever plan to get there. And uh, and I always remembered that analogy because it you know it's it, it wasn't saying that any one uh, you know person was better or any one position was better. It was just you know if you're made for more. And you keep yourself in positions and surrounded by people who can't help you see more. Eventually, you know, you know, you 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 either keel over or you at, at best start to mimic the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so you know, I I personally feel very blessed that I known people that have done things and, 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 and maybe not even achieved their full dream but uh, but they've done things that keep me inspired and keep me wanting to, to look above the trees. So let me add something to this. Yeah. I'm building an 18,000 square foot house for a man and his wife and his kids and this man's a total asshole quite frankly and he's building this house as a monument to himself, obviously. That's what I've called it all along. Is that house going to make him happy? Maybe not. But he thinks it will right now. But he thinks it will right now. That's right, Jackie. And that's my point. Is that, you know, are you achieving happiness when you're just a total asshole and you're trying to show everybody how big and bad you are? Yeah. I think not. Uh, and you know, what if he ends up divorced down the road and you end up but, trying to split the house and all the crap that comes But you're comes focusing up. on somebody else's happy. Exactly. But my point being is that this is not a pleasant person. So if he's not a pleasant person and he's building this house, he makes, my experience he makes over, you unhappy. over my years, <laughs> over my years of dealing with all types of high clientele, mm. you know, I've had people, I've built a house for George Brett. He's happy in that house. 
You know, I, I know George and Leslie are happy in that house. Yeah, you yeah, know. I, yeah, I have to definitely say. But there's, there's, there, my point is that money doesn't make everything. No, in fact, in fact, I'm going to dare to say money, money makes and much, it, and it may money make it worse. Money doesn't make much. Honestly, I'm a firm believer. You know the old saying that. Uh, you know, money is the root of all evil, and you know, yeah, and 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 once you get money, you know, you will become, you know, a, a jerk or an asshole or whatever. I, I've never not, believed. Not I've never you believed that. More of what no, I, I believe that money is an amplifier. It you is. Know. It is not. Uh, it, it it is not magic wand. It doesn't change you. If you were a jerk. Money just allows you to be a big jerk, you and know, that, and that's what this guy is. And, and I'll, I'll go to my example. We know we, we have a family home down in Sawgrass, and there's many people down there that I've met that were friends of my parents. They're multi, multi, multi millionaires. These people have a lot of money, and for the most part, I really like these people. Yeah, they're nice folks. You know, I, they they give me their time. They let me play back golf with them. And, you know, and hang out and have dinner with them. And, and these people are, are titans of industry. Yeah. And they're good people. But there are also some people down there in Sawgrass that I would not classify as that. You know, they're, they're there to, to, to show off. There's a lot of difference between yeah. showing off. And, and they also, the people that I know down there are wealthy, have done a lot with their money for charities and different things like this. We've talked about it. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have to give them their due. Yeah, I know Chris has got to go. You wanna you wanna add anything before you do? Yeah, I just had uh, I guess the last question uh, again for you guys, which is, and I'm not about to start dogging on people with money because I love to spend money. I think it's fun. I know I'd be unhappy without money. I'm <laughs> throw that out. So let me oh yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't want to be broke. Now. I don't want to be broke. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a line in there. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the the bigger question I have, which is. So after, after listening to you guys, I think it'd be easy to walk away with this sense of, well, I mean, you just go somewhere, somebody shows you what could be, and then, you know, you kind of go after it, and you had the veil lifted, and now there's this whole new world. And without minimizing that portion of it, it still seems, especially when you come back to like MLK stuff and things like that, there's legitimate barriers that probably you guys have to deal with that nobody else has to deal with at this table that, that would be obstacles along that path. And that, I think, is still a more interesting conversation because there's legitimate differences probably between even my path. Uh, I never grew up thinking I couldn't do anything. Uh, and that's not just a mentality thing. It's just probably the way I was raised. But even going beyond that, Let's say you grew up going, I could do anything. Well, then you guys probably ran into legitimate obstacles that I never would. There's two, two, I was part of an MLK program years ago, and uh, this black guy got up and he spoke, and he came extremely hard, and he said something that has always stuck with me, and he said, you know, Rosa Parks fought to get us a seat on the bus, but a lot of you got on the bus and just sat down, and you never moved again. And that was kind of the, uh, one of those moments where you say, okay, we fought for, to get beyond these obstacles, and now what? And um, it, 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 that sticks with you because yes, uh, you know, I, my son was two, I was in Walmart. This guy remembered me from high school football. Oh yeah, you went to college, you're playing ball, you know, you made it. No, I haven't made it. And then he looks at me and he said, but you gotta understand, it's a white man's world. And, you know, it, it, I was like, whoa, like, okay, but you don't know who I am personally. You just know me from this guy that put on a, a helmet and I can run real fast with a ball in my hand. And so those obstacles always will present themselves because you're going to have idiots out there saying stupid stuff like that all the time. But you have to shake yourself out of, out of it. You know, you fall down seven times, you get up eight. And, and you just keep pursuing what you know that's been planted inside of you or what you've been exposed to or what you truly believe your dream is. You know, it may not come on a grand scale. Your platform may be low, may be lower in my eyes, but it may be high for you and yours. And so, you know, those obstacles will always be there. They're still there now. I'm 39 years old and I can't say that I still haven't faced racism. I faced racism on my last job, which is why I walked away. Six-figure salary. Got sick of it. He's kept making comments that I just didn't agree with and so I got up and I left. So, I mean, you you have to understand that, you're, again, you are going to pursue what you're going to pursue. 
And you know, I'm not afraid of losing the money because again, I got there once, I'm gonna get there again. So it's, it's just having that ambition and that stick to itness that, that you just gotta have. So yeah. What I gotta say on that is you're the type of man that Dr. King would be proud of. And I mean that. Appreciate it. What, what, what are you thinking, Brain Mass? I, I see, I see, I see. You, you look like you're cooking some thought. <laughs> Honestly, I was just you soaking it in, soaking all that in. Sorry. I mean, that's that's profound. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I think on that, then uh, we'll we'll end this segment, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com, a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And we are back. Uh, and before we get out of here, uh, we're going to talk about today's sugar, honey, iced tea. And for those that don't know, uh, these are things that I or a member of the group have found that are really cool, a.k.a. the shit. Uh, and today's sugar, honey, iced tea is dreams. Um, you know, I heard this... I was looking at the Grammys and I heard this uh, I heard this quote uh, from it, it actually was like one of those press conferences after the Grammys or whatever um, and I think the young lady that said it was was specifically talking uh, about uh, kind of the whole dreamer DACA situation but I really took it um Kind of for the literal literal words um, that she said, and not attaching it to anything currently political, because I found that statement she made so profound. Um, it was uh, Camilla Camilla Cabella, and she's uh, she's got a hit on the radio right now called Havana, but uh, and I think she's actually uh, Cuban um, descent herself, but. You know, but she said that, remember, America was built by dreamers, for dreamers, striving for the American dream. And it just I just found that that phrase was really profound to me, because at the end of the day, you know, that's really what it is. It's not about particularly you know the you know daca or any of that stuff it's about people who have a dream they're striving for better in their life and they're on the backs of people who had dreams that were striving for better in their lives and so on all the way back to the founding of, of this of this nation and uh Yes, uh, you know, as, you know, as a as a black man, I have, uh, you know, had my fair share of you know, you know, racism things happen over the years, and but what I found is, you you remove as many people from your life as quickly as possible that don't let you see above the trees. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast in the way I end all podcasts. And that is with the toast that started it all for me. And that is to good times with good people.